okay, I think we're live. I hope we're live. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not as experienced as at the whole podcasting as you are yet. Um, <laughs> so welcome everybody. Thank you. To the second video version of Breathe No One Has a Clue. This, I believe, is public episode number six. Um, because I, I have more recorded, but I believe this is going to be the sixth episode in season one. Awesome. And I would like to introduce my guest, Campion. Hey, everyone. I'm Campion. Uh, super excited to be here on the show today. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's cool. So we just recorded a podcast, uh, well, a, an episode for Campion's podcast, um, which is called, I'm going to butcher this, one <laughs> drink, one question, but it has another word first. One guest, one drink, one question. The most refreshing pot on the net. Oof, oof, that's powerful. I need to come up with a catchphrase. So if anyone has one, let me know. <laughs> I mean, the name is already, the name of the podcast is already wordy enough as it is. Yeah. Um, but listen, without further ado, I'm going to jump in to introducing Campion. So awesome. um, Campion, my wonderful guest today, thank you for being here is from the United States of America, um, Campion Fallon. He is 25. He is originally from West Seattle in Washington. He is still based in Seattle, uh, now in Capitol Hill. Mm -hmm. So by trade, um, he studied in the University of Washington, did a BA in linguistics, and did a concurrent BS in applied mathematics really interestingly you had a focus on social and behavioral sciences that yeah. is fascinating to me so we'll definitely um get into that a little bit later um you speak a little bit of spanish um enough to get by at least mm -hmm. and spent a year studying arabic don't worry i can't speak arabic so i'm not going <laughs> to quiz you um Perfect. And as your current day job, you are a software software engineer. So right. very, very cool. Well, listen, I'm excited to jump in. Um, you're the first American guest on the podcast, I believe, um, which is quite exciting because as an Irish woman who has an Irish-based podcast, at the mm -hmm. moment, the majority of my um, listeners are about 25% New Zealand, 25% Australia, 25% the US, and 25% Ireland. Um, Worldwide. <laughs> I know, which is, was really unexpected, to be honest. Um, I released my interview where Alex Nelson, a really good friend of mine, interviewed me. I put that one on YouTube. Um, it was the first video I uploaded and that one was half Irish audience. So that was kind of interesting. But yeah, on Spotify, that's my current breakdown. There we go. That's <laughs> awesome. Cool. So speaking of geography and demographics, you spent a little bit of time living in Madrid, I believe. And whilst in Madrid, you took a particularly... Yeah, that's right. Um, um, adventurous so I, trip to scotland maybe yeah yeah definitely uh, i can get into that for you so um you know as part of uh some research i was doing during my degree i was studying second language acquisition uh in spanish infants 
Uh, so seeing how they picked up English and uh, more specifically, if uh, you know, learning different vowel sounds at a young age could help you kind of remove that accent you may grow up with uh, when speaking another language. Uh, and during that time, I um, got to travel all around Europe. It was amazing, um, super fun. Uh, I went to spring, or I went to Scotland uh, for spring break with my father. Um, you know, traveled around the countryside there, and yeah. So I thought I'd bring it up. You know, you're from Ireland; it's close enough. Uh, thought yeah. we'd count that. So yeah. Do you want to tell everyone the uh, the mutual drink that we were sharing? The from what? Before? Sorry, you cut out there. Sorry, um, I'm in the mountains, <laughs> so my internet is a little bit dodgy, but. Um, the drink that we were drinking for your podcast actually comes from Scotland. Of course, yeah. So uh, right before recording this here, we were on uh, my show, One Guest, One Drink, One Question. So the one drink that we had was a G&T, which uh, is your favorite. It's what you decided to bring. Uh, made with Hendrix gin that I have here. Um, it's distilled and bottled in Scotland. Uh, 88 proof, super good, super refreshing. Um, I quite liked it. I'm still sipping on mine here, so it's great for a sunny Seattle day. Um, yeah. Beautiful. And will you tell our audience the, uh, the fun fact you told me about the chief distiller? Yeah, uh, let me pull it up here. So when uh, I was looking up the drink before the show, I noticed that the master distiller is a woman. Uh, someone named Miss Leslie Grace, um, which is super cool. I think it's it's rare to have breweries and distilleries uh, led by women, and uh, so I thought that was super cool. She's one of the world's greatest gin innovators. Uh, so yeah, super fun fact. That's sorry. Can you imagine being known as one of the world's greatest gin innovators? Like if I had Crazy. a job title, that would be a pretty cool one. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Well, Campion, why don't you tell um, the folks listening how this came to be, how we know each other, where we're introduced. Yeah, it's kind of a roundabout story how uh, you got on my show, I got on yours. Um, so it starts with a mutual friend of ours, Doris. Uh, we, uh, she was on my show uh, about a month ago. And she introduced us, I think, over Twitter or email or something like that. And so, of course, we've been going back for the back and forth the last couple of weeks. Uh, and now we're finally here. So, yeah. That's so cool. And how, if you don't mind me asking, how do you know Doris? Yeah, so that's another random uh, story. <laughs> so, we, so Tinder during the pandemic, of course, um, they allowed everyone to travel globally for free, virtually, globally, whatever. Uh, and she, she had her location in Seattle. So we both, uh, I know, right? Weird. Um, we both matched uh, and started talking about like business stuff we were doing and I was working on the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, kind of a roundabout way, but yeah. That's so cool. I'm I'm gonna have to ask Doris that now. Why Seattle? Interesting. I mean it worked out I really tell well. You either. Yeah. It worked out really well for us, but um that's so niche. Yeah, crazy. So niche. Okay, cool. So tell me this now. Um you're born and bred, Seattle. Yeah. It's your home. Um 
I'm sorry, this internet keeps mm-hmm. tripping a bit, so I'm hoping that the recording doesn't get too messed up, but sure, we'll roll with it. And no problem at all, yeah. <laughs> tell me, did you, did you always want to be a programmer? Was that always on your radar? Like, what did you want to do when you were a kid? Definitely. So, um, not definitely as in that's the answer, but let me, let me <laughs> give you my answer here. Um, so, growing up, I didn't, you know, didn't really have any thing hugely aspiring. Um, but when I started school, uh, university, college, whatever you call it over there, um, you know, I loved linguistics. I took the intro course. And so I was kind of knew I wanted to do that. And uh, um, I also took the intro course to computer science and I'd love to code. And so that's kind of what got the ball rolling. Uh, the school I went to is very competitive in terms of what you're allowed to study and what you're not allowed to study. Uh, so my grades weren't quite there to study computer science. Uh, but luckily, they were there for linguistics and math. Uh, and so that's kind of what I did. Um, you know, linguistics is more of a passion for me. It's something I really like to do. Um, and same with math. And then coding um, or engineering is, it's a job. I really enjoy it. Um, but that's just, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. It's kind of cool because you've got the balance between your interests. Mm-hmm. Um, which are the linguistics and math and then coding is the skill that mm-hmm. gets you paid at the end of the day so it's really cool the way that you bring it all together because well in my mind anyway as someone who's dabbled in the very very beginner stages of computer science I mean it's a machine and software are languages and, and coding is lots of different languages mm-hmm. written kind of in math so it's very cool Definitely. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you're just trying to communicate with the computer, uh, you know, just like communicating here, you know, et cetera. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And as, as uh, someone from the States, you're clearly quite well traveled in the sense that you spent a little bit of time in Europe, you've lived abroad. Um, is that something that you kind of grew up with? Like were your parents, interested in the world outside the u.s um because i've got a lot of american friends that have Mm -hmm. they haven't even been to the west coast or the east coast or vice versa Mm. yeah so uh you know growing up we traveled a lot within the states i think i've been to a little more half of uh the united states uh i i first went abroad when i was a teenager uh, actually to barcelona in spain um for like a miniature kind of study abroad program. Um, and then, you know, went back again in college. So I wouldn't say we're really as a family world travelers, um, but certainly growing up, uh, I was used to flying and, and whatnot. Okay. So you had a passport and you used it. <laughs> I got a passport. Yeah. When I was, uh, I want to say 15. Um, okay. and yeah, I used to, I still have the same one. Uh, so I look like cool. a little kid in it, but yeah. That's so good. Oh, I love having that, like all the stamps and stuff. Awesome. That's mm-hmm. very cool. So that kind of is a nice way to explain like where you're at now. So you finished college, um, two years ago. Yeah. In uh, June of 2018. Okay, cool. And tell me, so basically the whole reason I started this podcast, right, is because I was someone who finished studying last year mm-hmm. um, and basically panicked 
because I was like, for the first time in my life, I was like, I'm supposed to have it figured out, and I have no idea what I want to do. Like, I've worked five or six jobs, you know, I know what I don't like, but I have no idea what I do like. So can you speak a little bit about how you decided to actually become a programmer and ended up kind of with your day job that is is programming now as a software yeah. engineer? I think, um, you know, after the intro class I took, I realized I really did actually quite enjoy it. So, um, you know, I said earlier, I guess, you know, it's just a job for me, but it also is a passionate thing I do. Like I do like to code outside of work as well. Um, okay. And I think what really um, turns me on about it is the ability to um, do things more efficiently and do and build things from scratch. Um, yeah. You know, say if you're starting like um, some company that sells physical items or food items or whatever, uh, mm -hmm. it's a lot more difficult to actually make that a reality. Whereas with software, you could go from an idea to a product uh, very quickly. Um, and yeah. so to me, that's what's, what's magical is kind of building something from scratch uh, mm -hmm. in such a quick fashion. Yeah, definitely. I definitely would relate to that. Um, I wish I could code well. I think it's an incredible skill to have. Mm -hmm. And tell me, so currently you work in a relatively corporate setting in terms of your own future. Mm -hmm. Is that obviously you're kind of learning the ropes now and you're pretty good at it, but is that what you want to do long-term? Like, do you want to go the, um, product or project manager route and kind of go that way or are you more interested in doing your own thing working on your own project yeah so that's a great question um I, you know i think for now i'm kind of in the learning phase of my career where i'm still growing there's still tons of room for growth every day i learn something new um, and it's just for me it's like a good stage to be in before maybe starting my own thing or branching out into, you know, you mentioned product and whatnot, but, but more so um, technic, technical product management, um, okay. whether that is starting a company and just being the CEO and tech person and business person, you know, all of that, mm -hmm. or whether that is, you know, starting a team or starting whatever. Um, yeah. I definitely, you know, in the long term, I want to be the, the, the person who, who does it all, who's like, in the room um so yeah awesome that's uh that's so cool and obviously the reason that we're here today is that outside of work you like me started a new project during quarantine in the form of a podcast so mm -hmm. how did that come to be obviously you're speaking to your friends but is this something that you're really into or what would be your usual kind of what would you normally do outside of work Definitely. So I have a lot of like kind of ideas that, you know, maybe I'll think of it late on a Friday night. I'll be like, Oh, I should do this. It'd be a great idea or whatever. Um, but none of them I've ever actually followed through with. Right. Uh, you always kind of think, and then maybe you look it up for a day and you're like, God, oh, this is a lot of work. I don't want to do it. For me, the podcast was a bit of that, like a crazy idea. Let me just do it a bit of, you know, I want to connect with people who I can't see in person anymore. Um, and, 
to me, it, it kind of opened new doors to reconnect with some friends who I either hadn't talked to in a while or, or um, friends who I do normally talk to, but I don't talk about these subjects with. So on my okay. podcast, you know, I try and do a new interesting question every episode. Um, and these aren't really the kind of questions I would just ask my friends when we're hanging out, right? Um, yeah. You don't really get into those kind of conversations. So to me, that that was kind of one of the driving factors. Uh, and it's worked out. I followed through. So, yeah. That's awesome. I think what's really cool about that is when I was on your podcast or just before I was on your podcast, you described how this setting, how you imagine it for your show is like you're in a bar with friends you're like three or four drinks in and I think I have many friends that don't drink but for the ones of us that do and might be a bit more less open to these kind of questions usually I guess that's kind of a time where you're a couple of drinks in everyone's loose everyone's having a good time that you can kind of bring up these subjects and end up having like really interesting conversations that you wouldn't normally get to have Totally. Exactly. Um, you hit the nail on the head there. It's, it's like those fun conversations you don't have over lunch. Uh, yeah. right. It's, you know, so yeah. Unless, unless you're Jess, I tend to ask very inappropriate <laughs> questions at very inappropriate times. Okay. But All right. It works out. It works out well for me because I guess my mentality with the whole thing is, um, I'm not sure if any of you or the listeners will have heard of Brian Wong. Um, he's mm. the founder of keep, K-I-I-P, um, a startup in Silicon Valley. Very interesting, very cool guy. He has a book called The Cheat Code, I believe. And one of his five cheats on life is just ask. Because, I mean, the only reason you have a difficulty asking a question is if you have something to lose, right? Mm-hmm. So particularly if you're Asian, losing face is important. So you're not likely to ask kind of an out there question. Um, if you're in a position of power or influence, you're not likely to ask a question that will make you look dumb. Mm. Whereas if you were a 23 year old that is trying to figure things out in life and has no idea what they're doing, it's a really good time to ask questions because I can ask many things and it's not stupid, you know, like I'm asking these things because I'm curious and I'm curious about people. I'm curious in, about like what motivates people, you know? So you telling me that, okay, you're a programmer, you know, you're an engineer, but you are really interested in linguistics and kind of those thought patterns and you've done applied mm-hmm. math. Like that's fascinating to me. So I want to ask you all about it, you know? And I think mm-hmm. that's where the beauty of this thing is. It's exactly what you described. And I'm sorry, I'm going on a bit of a tangent here. Um, no yeah. But it's, it's during quarantine. Basically, I would have these conversations with my friends. And, you know, we set up Zooms and stuff while we were all in mm-hmm. lockdown. And I would kind of challenge them or ask more unusual questions than we would normally speak about. And it was Doris, uh, I believe, that actually turned to me one day and she was like, Jess, record this. <laughs> because it's really yeah. cool and I want to I want to be able to listen back to it and actually internalize more of the conversation and mm-hmm. that's like I had often thought about being on oh, I think you've cut out there yeah sorry um... now we're gone ghost Jessica on the show 
Yeah, sorry. I'm my car is in the process. Uh, I um. So basically, I was like. Oh, you're your guest. Now you're gone. <laughs> yeah, I use this. Um, oh, go ahead. Have, <laughs> no, not at all. But just to have really interesting conversations with really interesting friends. And it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. I've wanted to like demystify success mm-hmm. and talk about well being. And this is kind of where we're at. Here we are. So, speaking of which, um, over the course of your life maybe recently maybe in your childhood mm-hmm. do you ever consider like is there one lesson that you've learned that always sticks with you or like do you have kind of like a mantra or a phrase or a quote that you often return to yeah i think um actually you know you ran these questions by me a few minutes ago and it, it was almost instantly i knew what what I wanted to talk about for this. Um, So one of my favorite quotes, it's from um, this philanthropist, uh, Sean Carter. He's from New York City. um, And the quote is, uh, difficult takes a day, impossible takes a week. And so to me, that's like the ultimate kind of driving motto, right? Like, okay, you can do, or I can do something that's really difficult right away. Uh, if it, if you say it's impossible, I'll do it in a week. Uh, and it's very, um, you know, kind of braggadocious, right? It's like, yeah. like, I'm so cool. I'm so good at this. Uh, and that ties in with another kind of theme of something that, that almost drives me is that, um, so I went to, you know, Kanye West, of course, he's like a worldwide superstar. Uh, you know, maybe he has some different views than us. Maybe some are similar. But one, you know, one thing I agree with him. Uh, so I'm in concert. He talked about how people don't want us to be proud of ourselves these days. Mm-hmm. They want you to be humble. Um, yeah. And that's really kind of a way of, you know, I don't want to say um, putting down, but it's. It's almost stop, stopping, stopping us or stopping the youth from their full potential. And so, yeah. you know, an example of this could be, you know, uh, you, you don't want to brag about how awesome you are to other people because you're always told your whole life, be humble, um, you know, don't talk about yourself, don't talk about your success. But you can see a lot of successful people get by telling other people they're successful and telling themselves that they're amazing and that they're dope and whatever. And, you know, you see that with Kanye himself, right? Like if you don't have confidence in yourself, you're never going to go anywhere. So I think the lesson that you can learn from that is there's no reason to be humble. If you have it and you know, you have it, then tell everyone because you have something to share with the world and Mm -hmm. you shouldn't let people, uh, you know, take that down from you. Yeah. So hopefully that, I, art, I, you know, I articulated that all right, but that's the you gist articulated of that, um, You articulated that really well. Sorry, I'm just writing it down because course, that's yeah. going to inspire the name of this episode. Um, there you go. That's yeah. so, I really rate that a lot. So we had this discussion um, on one of my previous podcast episodes. It's a 
proper epidemic in New Zealand called tall poppy syndrome. And it's the name of one of my okay. podcast episodes because basically it's, it describes a field of poppies. So, you know, the red flowers. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that if one person starts to grow a little bit taller than the rest, they get topped up because mm. everyone has to be equal. You know, everyone, it has to be a la- level playing field. And what you described to me and what I think is really important is actually flip the script, flip the lid. And that's the whole point of this podcast, right? You might have won an award or you might have the dream job, a lot of people's dream job. But chances are you didn't get handed that to you on a plate. You worked your ass off or you hacked the system to get there. And whatever way you got there, you know, it was a process. And it's kind of for me, the podcast this podcast is about demystifying that pod, that process um but even more to the point it's about doing exactly what you just said which is find what you're good at find what you're bad mm-hmm. at and own it you know like totally. everybody's good at something like it might be considered a failure in reality but if you're really good at sitting on a couch for eight hours straight and eating a shit ton of food like they're two really impressive skills so people Mm -hmm. might give out to you for them but if you can find out how to harness them like that's incredible and the thing for me is like it's all about finding the one thing that's really hard for everyone else that's really easy to you and for Mm -hmm. you that might be programming for me that might be having difficult conversations and asking questions for someone else it might be the piano for someone else it might be eating loads of food mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what it is but you've got you're good at something you really are and it's about like taking away that pressure taking away that idea that you need to be humble because you don't mm-hmm. own it own whatever it is yeah. because that's what makes you you and that's the best thing ever Totally. Um, anyway, I'm a little bit excited, but that's just because I'm really passionate about this stuff. Definitely. And, you know, one, one thing I want to emphasize with that is, like, uh, your measurement of success does not need to be what society or what others measure as successful. Uh, so whatever it is, whether it's conventional or unconventional, you know, if you can look at yourself in the mirror in the morning and say, you know, you're an awesome person, you're dope, you're a baller, whatever, um, then you're successful. And until you can tell yourself that you're successful, no one else will, will tell you that you are. Um, and so if you're, if you don't believe that you're dope, like who, who's going to, why should anyone else? Exactly. And it doesn't matter what, what you're good at or what that is. Uh, as long as you believe it, they'll believe it. So. For sure. For sure. And I guess that's just, I mean, that's the one thing and I'm so passionate about this especially um for two two main reasons of things to do with sexual assault and things to do with mental health and I think indirectly or directly they affect everyone so taking the power into your own hands to say actually like yes I might have to do these exams yes I might have to sit this test yes I might have to go to college or not go to college, you know, based on my parents, based on my wishes, you know, there are lots of really difficult decisions, especially when you're a young person and nobody, lots of people can give you advice, 
but nobody knows what's right for you. So when I speak to my podcast guests, for example, I say, what did you study if you studied? Because, for example, my guest, Matt Billington, Mm -hmm. he's one of the most impressive people I know. He's only 21. And when he was 16 Mm -hmm. or 17, he was like, yeah, I'm not going to uni. Um, And that's because he was so Mm self-aware. Even as a teenager, he was able to make that decision. So it's kind of like if I could give anyone, especially young women, advice, it's just like, listen to your gut. You know, if you love making music, make music if you love mm-hmm. taking photos to post on instagram take those photos if yeah. you love studying math all day study math all day you know it's it's all about finding what makes you tick you know what you love doing mm-hmm. and i think we place so much emphasis on what everyone else thinks or like being humble and it's like no do the opposite mm-hmm. yeah i had um i had a chat with my mom today basically we were in the car and I always get annoyed with her car just because she drives a lot slower than I drive. And uh, <laughs> and she basically went to pull into a car parking space. And I was like, why do you have to choose this one? You know, can't you go to the end? That's like right beside the entrance to the store. <laughs> and it was fine. It was like a stupid argument over nothing. Um, but I turned to her and I was like, a general rule of thumb in life is see what everyone else is doing. And then do the complete opposite <laughs> mm-hmm. because that's where the space is. You know, everyone is posting on Instagram or everybody is listening to music on mm-hmm. Spotify. Very few people are making a podcast and mm-hmm. it's not easy, you know, and it's, it's a bit scary putting yourself out there, but if you don't put yourself out there, how are you going to grow? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you don't believe your podcast, is good like who who's going to there you go well listen this is actually so cool so tell me this is where we're at right now Cambian, what are you looking forward to in the next six months now that things are kind of becoming a bit of a new normal um things are opening up again post covid well covid still very much exists but the world is trying to get back on its feet is there something that you're looking forward to that's a great question. Um, you know, here in the States, we're certainly not even close to post COVID. Um, you know, we're at a new, new record high every day of cases. Um, but I guess what, you know, what I'm looking forward to in the next six months is just not only personal growth, um, you know, uh, enjoying the summer, um, you know, growing my podcast, growing my audience, but also just growth of of my community and the rest of the U.S., the rest of the world, um, in terms of, you know, equality and justice, in terms of racial discrimination. Um, You know, I'm just excited for the world. Um, Hopefully a real change is coming um, and we'll find out whether that's in six months or a year or longer. we have a long way to go, but I'm excited to see where we go from here. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. And I'd like to kind of challenge everyone that change can only happen if you make a change. You know, like mm-hmm. you might see everything that's happening in the world and you're like, that's really cool, but it doesn't affect me. The reality is it does. Um, yeah. Everything, everyone's interlinked, you know, that 
black woman down the street that's been struggling to make a living for 10 years like you can play a part in that and you do so choosing to acknowledge that you have a role to play and that you can do something is really powerful um awesome awesome well listen um it's time to jump into the rapid fire round of questions are you ready let's do it i'm ready okay so i'm gonna ask you to be as concise as possible um you know if something okay. requires more explanation go for it but okay. i'm gonna basically as soon as you answer i'm gonna hit you with the next question okay awesome well champion what's your favorite breakfast okay i know you said be concise just the first one i'll i'll be long here <laughs> on. um i have had probably for the last five six years probably longer uh two eggs and a bagel every single morning for breakfast that is consistent and wow. that's that's my favorite breakfast that's what i'll have every day for my whole life uh probably yeah that's answer number one can i make a request if you ever eat anything else for breakfast mm -hmm. please tell me oh certainly will do okay cool cool um do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert uh, i'm definitely more extroverted cool um what's your pet peeve Oh gosh. Uh, people who are too close to you in the grocery store during COVID. Especially now, I was going to say, yeah. especially during COVID. Oh. Anyway, wear your gloves. If you're touching the fruit, wear your gloves. Yep. <laughs> um, what's your ideal date night? Oh, man. Uh, I would say splitting a bottle of wine in the park uh you know on a nice blanket um yeah very romantic mm -hmm. um where's next on your travel wish list i would like to go to japan say that's pretty high up on mine too um if money wasn't an object if you didn't need to work to live what would be your dream job? Probably a software engineer, but That's I might cool. be, I might be a instructor or some sort of teacher uh, to grow the next generation of engineers. You can be both. Maybe. Someday, someday. Yeah. Um, okay. What's one thing you couldn't live without? Oh, uh, water. Seattle tap water. <laughs> That's so good. Um, how do you pick yourself up when you're down? Mm. Uh, I like to exercise and drink coffee. Nice. Even at nighttime? No. I usually cut myself off around 2 p.m. or the caffeine just carries through too much mm. for me. I'm always curious, as especially with being from Europe. I have a lot of French and Spanish friends and Italian friends and Irish friends that drink coffee at like 9 or 10 p.m. And they're like, yeah, it doesn't affect me. Yeah, I couldn't do it. No way. Blows, blows my mind. Mm -hmm. um, what are you most proud of? You know, I think I'm most proud of uh, my city, Seattle. Ooh. It's my favorite place to be, and uh, I'll always defend it, and I'll always love it.
you make me excited to go back to Seattle. I'll have to come visit. Um, maybe not till One 2025 yeah. <laughs> at this yeah. rate. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, very cool. Um, right. If you could recommend one thing, like what's the mm -hmm. one thing that you recommend more than anything else in the entire world to your friends? So this can be a podcast. It can be a film, a book, an article, a magazine, a work of art, a song. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh. I would recommend they listen to uh, Jay-Z's The Blueprint One album. It's the best album uh, ever made, and mm -hmm. I'd recommend they listen to it. Um, I, I write that, yeah. Um, I feel like you could introduce me to some really great music just based off <laughs> the few musicians you've named. Yeah. Um, very very cool and it's time for a final question um Ooh. you asked me what this was before so basically this is fully inspired by tim ferris um i've fully stolen it from my podcast but i just think it's such a great question mm -hmm. if you could leave one message in the world on a huge billboard so we're talking like center of Times square bam smack in the middle everyone's going to read it it could be in the center of the sahara i mean i don't really care the location yeah. the point <laughs> is it's out there in the world um you can write one message it has to be words mm -hmm. what do you say oh i would say love and the o would be a heart <laughs> i love that with a heart yeah. Um, that's so cool. So, so cool. So, Katrin, tell me, um, if people want to contact or reach out to you or listen to your podcast, where can they find you online? Definitely. So you guys can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, all the major platforms. Uh, the show is called One Guest, One Drink, One Question. Uh, of course, you guys know it's the most refreshing new pod on the net. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at one guest, one drink, one Q. Uh, yeah, feel free to contact me. Always looking for new guests. Uh, I'm open to anyone to be on the show. So, yeah. So cool. And final, final, final parting question. Um, <laughs> I just want to thank you for being here and for sharing your story and your wisdom and the stuff that you've learned so far on this uh, crazy journey we're all on. But all right. my... Do you have any kind of final requests or asks of the audience? No, I mean, um, thank you so much, Jessica, for having me on the show. Uh, this was great to meet you and, and talk with you today. Uh, I guess for your audience, I would just request that everyone, you know, keeps love in their heart and looks to brighten someone's day every day, whether that's themselves or someone else. Um, you know, just remember to love. Oh, on that note, that is perfect. <laughs> now you've left me with so many gems. I actually don't know how I'm going to pick an ep a title for this episode. There we go. You'll have to figure it out. Okay. Can I give you, if, I, if we had to narrow it down, right? All of my podcast episodes are questions. Mm -hmm. um, I'm either going to go with impossible takes a week, question mark. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with braggadocious, question mark. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to go with 
love question mark uh, oh, uh i would go with um let's start let's do impossible takes a week that's a good one that is okay cool well listen thank you so much and i can't wait to talk again soon and yeah i look forward to um to hearing everyone's feedback from this episode awesome thank you and uh enjoy it listeners yeah